0: First couple years I was intimidated. I'd see people like, "Hey, young, tattooed, Hispanic, like what are you? You know, you don't know what you're doing." You know, and I believe that's pushed me more. People seeing, "Hey, you don't have experience. Hey, you don't have a reputation for yourself." But I guess we made a name for ourselves just with the hard work.
1: This is the Real Food
0: Real People podcast. Mm-hmm.
1: This week on Real Food, Real People, we get to know Javier Valencia. He grew up as a farm kid in Eastern Washington, but he did not want to be a farmer when he grew up. Well, guess what? He is, and he's so passionate. You know, he talks about his struggles with weight and with being a troublemaker when he was young and being in trouble. And now he's an inspiration with how motivated he is and his goals in life and all the things he's trying to accomplish and what he and his boss, Andrew Schultz, and you'll hear him refer to Andrew in the conversation. That's who he's talking about, Andrew Schultz, who I hope to have on the podcast in the near future. Uh, The organization that they have put together uh, called Brothers and Farms, the things that they're doing are pretty incredible, pretty cutting edge. They've done some amazing things in the wine uh, world, growing grapes for wine and the art and science of doing that. So we get into all of it this week with Javier Valencia on the Real Food, Real People podcast. I'm Dylan Honkoop, and this is my continuing journey to get to know the real people behind our food here in Washington State. (laughs) grew up around farming?
0: Yeah, that's all I grew up around. Um, Like I said, my dad came to America as a farmer from Mexico to California. California's berries, um, grapes as well. Came to Washington when he was 12, I believe, and farmed since then. Um, Since I was younger, I was able to see him as a farmer uh, grow into his own business. Seeing that, all that hard work that was into that, that's what came into my head. Like, there's no way I'd go into farming. So you
1: didn't want to farm.
0: I didn't want to farm. I was like, there's no way I would work. You know, twelve-hour shifts. You know, in the heat, and the cold. Um, just seeing that labor. You know, sometimes we'd see him two hours a day. The dude would eat and pass out. <laughs> what kind of farming does your dad do? Um, a little bit of everything. Um, I really think he does what he enjoys now. Um, he does mint asparagus uh conquer grapes for juice corn uh one of his favorite things is just asparagus i don't know if it's just something one of his favorites or something that he's done but yeah he does a little bit of everything basically and he you said he farms in sunnyside farms in sunnyside in grandview okay how many acres does he farm in total i believe he has 62 acres okay
1: so when you were a kid were you working on the farm or what did you do
0: um, yeah, I learned how to drive on the farm I learned, you know, basics, changing water on the farm um, A lot of times when I was working was punishment, basically So I think that made it worse <laughs> Punishment for like what? What? Just, what you happened? know, stuff at school, you know, me getting in trouble with my sisters I'm a, a only boy out of four kids So three sisters, you know um, So I was basically always a troublemaker And because of that, it was like, okay, you're going to work with your dad today you know, after school, you go do this, you go change water, you go. And so it's like, I'm at school all day. I'm a kid. Why do I want to be changing water after work? You know? So that just made it like, this is just struggle. This is a struggle. Why wow, I don't want to farm. So, what had you planned to do? Um, I actually want to go into law enforcement. Um, I accomplished um, pre police academy when I was 19. Um, that was my set goal. I was set to do it. Um, I'm somebody that doesn't like planned things. I don't like sitting at a desk. I like the excitement of something changing, you know, and that was it for law enforcement. It was. I knew it would be something exciting. And, you know, that's what was, that was my plan. And I went to school for that. Um, I wasn't perfect as a teen, so I kind of backtracked for a while, um, enjoyed my 19 through 21. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I became 21, and I ended up having a, a family. I had a daughter. Um, so that... I just started working. I actually went back with my dad, working on the farm, working two jobs, you know, because that's what I was raised as. You know, I had a child, so I had to start working. Um, then, when I planned to become a cop, I ran into Andrew, and, you know, he gave me this crazy idea about let's start farming. And I jumped in. Like I said, it's just his ideas were what I wanted, um, knowing, going for the unknown. But knowing that we had a goal for it is like, you know, I could do something like that. And I told him the same story, like, man, I'm not a farmer. <laughs> That's not my thing. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, I get that. He's like, I feel the same way, but it was just a totally different, you know, it was a totally different view at farming now. So do you love it? I do love it. Like I said, it doesn't feel like a job. You know, people tell me you work all the time. Uh, my social media, people are like, you're always working. Like, why are you always working? It's like, I don't even picture it some days. You know, I get up at 3 in the morning every day and I go to the gym. And I'm in the gym and that's when I start my day off. And then I can work from 6 to 6, 6 to 8. And it's like it's not a job sometimes. I enjoy it and I never thought I would how I do now.
1: So how did that change as you started to do it? When did you realize that you have a passion for this?
0: Um, I think when I started, I honestly believe I thought about like, when you first explained to me, I was like, wow, well, you know, there's money there. I believe that was my first thought that career, there's money there. Like, you know, and it's something I know. Maybe I'll click onto it faster. So I think that's what started me out. But as I kept going, like taking data and knowing I was able to control so much and we were able to control so much, that's what kept me going, knowing that I control, you know, being able to set goals and accomplishing them and then learning at the same time. And what's kept me going now is I see people coming to me Asking, how are you doing this? How are you doing that? So if I'm able to help out more people now, like in a conversation you were having with Andrew outside, you know, giving all these younger kids opportunity that were raised in farming, but hey, there's growth now. You don't have to be like your uncle and your dad that does the same job for <laughs> 30 years. You know, there's growth here. And being able to give people that, that opportunity is just, you know, keeps them going.
1: You guys, your custom viticulture, Right. Right. Whoa. What does that mean? What do you? What's the actual job?
0: Well, our business is growing high-quality high wine grapes, the difference between quality and quantity, basically. Um, we're able to do work for people at a higher price, but be able to put in little details that people don't see. Um, we do have, like I mentioned before, we have programs. We have um, systems that we use, um, pruning weights, parameters, um, shoot-linked. You know we we have all these small things that keeps us precise on our goals, and we're able to use those to you know set our goals. Like I said, we're our tonnage, we're dead on. Uh, We're able to set those goals and hit them each and every time, just because we're so precise at those things. And like I said, even those being precise isn't like okay, we have it figured out. We don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring. It's sunny outside right now. It could (laughs) rain tomorrow, you know. But having those goals and having all this. Data and having all this information is what keeps us on top.
1: So custom viticulture is basically like somebody else owns the vineyard, the field. Right. And then you guys come in and farm it for them. Right. So what kind of things do you do to to make that happen?
0: A lot of conversations, like myself. uh, The owners are from Napa, where we work for. Um, So I'm able to go to Napa and find out information they have there see the information they want there and bring it here to Washington where people haven't seen it. So I'm able to do that. Um, I'm able to take information and show them, Hey, this works. This doesn't work. So yeah. So yeah. So besides just data collection and stuff, yeah. um, I'm able to manage, you know, 40 people I'm able to find. And that's been fun. Like I said, I've never done it. Uh, I was able to walk in and, you know, speak to have conversations and speak with, you know, managers that have, managed, you know, 20 people for 20 30 years and have conversations with them how they do it. Till this day I've learned and I'm trying to learn, you know, hey, how do you manage those people to get that done? Because yeah, and all even though I have the information, none of it would be possible without those 30 40 people that we do have. And building that team, like I said, I think we've been lucky to find, you know, to try to find people like me and Andrew that are open-minded, that want to see an outcome, that want to see change. You know, and that's something huge that I've seen with our workers that they're able to see, hey, these guys have goals. Hey, these guys are pushing for something instead of just giving me a job and working me from six to five and kicking me out. These guys get to see, hey, why we're doing this differently. They get to see the outcome. Hey, their business is growing. They got to see us from the bottom. They've got to see where we are four years, you know, now. They get to see why we're so picky. They get to do harvest and see, you know, Maybe in them they don't get to see the product of the of the wine, but even just money wise. Like for them, I believe it's like, hey, we're getting paid by a tonnage when everybody else is getting paid by an hour. You know, it's like everybody sees, you know, the everybody sees our goals and the achievements we're getting in different ways. But like everybody, everybody's able to see it. It's not just a huge company like, hey, we don't know who we work for, and that's I I think that just puts us out. That puts us out and shows, you know, how different we are from everybody else. Just how our company is. Um, how would you put that? That's how our company is different from everybody, but makes us stronger and shows us why we stand out. Even though we're younger, like, it's a family that we have here.
1: You guys are kind of the new kids on the block, so to speak, with with doing this here in Washington. What have the reactions been to you guys doing things differently?
0: Um, I think that's a fun part. First couple years, I was intimidated. You know, I'd see people like, hey, young, tattooed Hispanic, like, what are you, you know, what are you doing? You know, you don't know what you're doing. You know, and I believe that's pushed me more. People seeing, hey, you don't have experience. Hey, you don't have, you know, a reputation for yourself. But us with our results and everything, all of our hard work that we put in, our brothers and farms has been, I guess we made a name for ourselves just with the hard work.
1: What about the cultural element? You come from an a Hispanic family. All right. Your dad's from Mexico. He's, you know, been through this world of farm work. Right. How does that and, and you're bilingual as well. All right. How does that affect how you manage your crew?
0: I think that does help me out. Like I said, I believe everybody in any heritage, they're gonna push you. Like, hey, like you said, you're the new kid on the block. You know, we're gonna test you to see if you really know what you're doing. But you know, them testing me in that, that culture has made me, you know, the manager that I am now, you know, stronger. And I've always done that. You know, I don't go out there and it's like, Hey, you're doing something wrong. It's like, Hey, I see this as this. Would you explain to me why you're doing it this way? And, you know, before it's like some, like I would go out there and do that. And some guys would turn their back and, you know, probably laugh. Like this kid does not know what he's talking about. And now, like I said, now I'm able to have a conversation with them because I am bilingual like, hey, this is what I've done this, and this is why I do this. And sometimes it makes sense. You know, hey, or I could take their experience and then my information that I have that I've learned now and put them together and say, okay, you know, we could balance somewhere here. And I really believe that's, what's, that's what stands us out. You know, we have that, I don't know how you'd put it, we have, you know, we have that connection with our employees to do that and help us learn. And then, you know, we're teaching them, but they're teaching us at the same time, which makes us, you know, stronger and like how you said being hispanic i've seen like okay you know a guy wants to do his job and get out and it's like okay do that but i want to explain to you why you're doing it because i don't think they've ever had that opportunity nobody's i don't believe anybody's ever been told hey this is your job and this is why you're doing it it's like hey do your job and there's your paycheck and i honestly believe that's what makes them you know having that hispanic culture is like okay now i see that Now I see why I'm working. Now I see, hey, I could have most of the people work here, husband and wife. Hey, I'm able to work here with my wife, you know, and it's like, we know what we're doing. Nobody's working. Hey, we're working six to eight and, you know, they can't go to their family. You know, we're all working together as a team and they still have their lives. You know, nobody's working 20 hours a day, you know, seven days a week. And them seeing that, like I said, I think they appreciate it as much as we do.
1: Do you think that Cultural heritage is often misunderstood, like when people are talking about labor issues and work and stuff.
0: I believe so. I honestly believe there's people still that don't understand, like, hey, you know, those guys are just working. They just want a job. But like I said, I don't think they've ever fed that information that we're able to feed them now. So, yeah, I still believe there's still, you know, there still might be, hey, confusion. Like, why do you guys have your employees so involved? Why are you taking your time, you know, with them? Why don't you just have it your way and that's it? And I don't think that's how... That that makes a difference between our quality and quantity, you know?
1: What's the key? What's the secret to managing people?
0: I don't know. I believe communication. You know, I was lucky to get a new Hefa is what we call as our manager this year. I connected with him easily and, like, he's became a really good friend to me. But that communication is the same thing. You know, I've had a conversation with him that he's worked with employees for 10 years that he'd see once a month. He'd get a list and... You'd see him once a month. And, you know, I'm out there involved, asking him questions. And i think I'm not out there telling him, hey, I need this done. Most of the time, he knows what he's doing. He's done this for, you know, 10, 12 years. But it's like, hey, you know, just because I'm not here all the time, like, I want to know how this is happening. And managing is, I don't know, it's something I'm still learning to this day. And, you know, I try to read and I try to see how people do that. But I honestly believe it's just experience. It just takes that experience and that time to, you know, get those communications with people. And I honestly believe I've gotten really good at it. But like I said, I still want that experience. And, you know, I don't know if it's just a friendship that's made it easier, but I just believe it's like communication with people. Like I said, I see how going back to like my family scene, you know, maybe they didn't know anything. Maybe he was working, you know, 24-7. He didn't even know who he was working for. And, you know, now I see these guys and it's like, Hispanic culture, they want to work anyways, but, you know, so he's going to work, he's going to work, he's going to work, but if he knows he's working for somebody that appreciates that and he knows what he's working for, I believe it just makes it easier for everybody. So being in that management position, being able to do that, honestly makes, that makes, I think that's what makes my job even easier. I come to work and I'm managing, but, you know, I'm having a conversation about life and work at the same time. And we're both getting things done. We're all getting things done.
1: What's it like to know that you're out there growing food for people to eat or drink, I guess, in, in this <laughs> case.
0: Um, I've gotten lucky trying wine. I've tried really good wines that have came from these vineyards that we grow for. But it's just amazing how you see, like, hey, all this labor, all this time, these harvest hours. Like, it's amazing what you could do with the grape. It's amazing how, in my eyes, is now comparing... The grapes that I grow to another wine, it's like, I don't know how wine's made exactly. Like, that's something I'm still wanting to learn. But trying wine side by side now, hey, you grew this, and so when you grew this, or trying wines that are, you know, from right next door to my stuff, and it's like, what's the difference? Like, you're 20 feet away from me. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, that's even seeing those goals. You know, I honestly wish I could show all the guys that work for us, be like, hey, try this wine that you guys, your guys' labor went into this. Because, you know, I don't think you write all that in a wine bottle. And, you know, a lot of people don't see that. I've actually seen, you know, there is some wineries now that do that. You know, take photos of our workers, take them of pictures. And, you know, they have that in their winery. As you know, you're trying wine. And I'm sure people notice that. But I'm sure, you know, one out of those ten people see it. And it has to get noticed. You know, that one person goes and tells somebody else, hey, you see those photos? Or did you see, you know, that wine we had came from this vineyard? You know, it's amazing. Like, it's amazing to know. I grew that and it was made into that. Like, it honestly is. And that's why I said now, like, last year was one of the biggest, like, accomplishments. Having winemakers come and say, this is some of the best fruit I've had in 10 years. You know, I have to pat myself on the back for those things. It's like, there's no way. You've been buying grapes for 10 years and you're going to tell me this is the best you've had two years in a row. Like, that's accomplishment for me. But like I said, it's accomplishment for all of us, you know. And if I could write that on a board and put it out there for those guys, (laughs) like, I'm sure they'd love it, you know. Like, Hey, you guys, these dudes appreciate everything you're doing, and like I said, I'm sure that just has to make somebody happy. Like, if it made me feel that way, I'm sure the guys would love it, you know.
1: You have a daughter, you said you have any more right. kids than that? I have two
0: daughters, okay. uh, seven and eight. Um, still, I don't know where they're gonna go, they're too young for me to decide yet, yeah. But they're both crazy open minded, like I am, so I can't complain. I'm a single dad, right now, so you know, that's fun. Like I said, I have a full-time managing job, and I can still be a full-time dad, so that keeps me on my toes. I'm really, I'm something that's really, and I'm always pushing myself for more. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm at the gym at three in the morning. You know, people say you're crazy, people say you don't sleep, but it's like, I just made it a routine, and I love to compare things to the gym. Like, that's the reason why I go to the gym so much, you know, lifting weights, um, Pushing myself, you know, to different things that I haven't done. Lifting heavyweight that I haven't before. Same with work. I see it most of the time. You know, I compare that to work. It's like, I would go try something that I haven't tried. You know, nine-hour days, not really any different than a six-hour day. Uh, computer work isn't really different than, you know, standing out in the field. It's just that mind thing. And I I don't know if it's maturity. I don't think I've used that word before, but maybe it is. Um you know, I have became more mature to see like, OK, you know, I have goals. I have, you know, a future here. So why not use it? I became really big on, like I said, just time wise and me using my time for something that's worth it. Uh, like I said, my daughter is the same way. Like they're really young, so I still can't, you know, I don't know where they're going yet. But, you know, they have opportunities for everything. They want to try something, they try it. So that's going to be the fun part, raising them, I guess.
1: How do you manage being a single dad
0: and doing all the work that you do here and just life? Honestly, I have no idea. I've gotten that question a lot. But I honestly feel like I'm killing it. Like I said, this year, or is like February 3rd, um, I actually made it a year every day going to the gym. Three in the morning, you know, and Andrew was like, wow, he did it, you know. He's like, during harvest, you know, we're working 12-hour days. I was up at 3 in the morning at the gym. And like I said, I just like to push myself. I'm still young, so I could be wasting money. I could be. But it's like, if I could push myself and set these goals for myself, it's like, why not? Um, Even now, like how you said, I feel like I'm busy. I'm managing, you know, a business. I'm still learning, so I can't say I have it. I'm stress-free. I have two little girls. There's no way that's not stressful. But even now, like, I'm pushing myself to partner up to open up a gym. Mm. You know, people are like, there's too much on your plate. But it's like, <laughs> you know, who else is going to do it? Nobody. And that's what I have put into my head. It's like, there's opportunities out there for everybody. So if I'm able to help somebody with that, if it's my workers, a friend, you know, myself to learn, even if I would fail. It's like, I think what's motivated me the most is that as a younger age through 18, I was over eight, overweight, quiet kid. That's what I was. It was just overweight, quiet kid. So when I seen I had opportunities and now jumping here, like I made a huge step from working, you know, a 40 40 hour week job for two or three years to where I've jumped into position now is a huge step. And I think that's what I've taken advantage of is, like, I'm not going to waste time anymore with any of this stuff. You know, I have two little girls that I can't say I'm bored with, there's no way I can say I'm bored at the seven and eight year old yeah A management position. I can't say I'm bored. Um, like I said, weather wise, water wise, harvest wise, I can't say I'm bored. I can't say I know what's gonna happen tomorrow. Same with the gym. It's like I'm nowhere to perfect, so why not push myself? So that's what's kept me. Like I said, I don't know. It's that's first time. Like I said, I've ever used maturity. Like I don't know if that's changed or not, but I know I'm doing something good. I know I'm doing something that's keeping me motivated. And like I said, I have people now, you know, telling me, hey, how are you doing it? How are you doing it? And I'm like, I just get my ass up. Like, I have to. I just get my ass up. And, you know, people, you have to give people a chance because, you know, hey, I want to do that. Okay. You know, show up at 3 in the morning. How much you going to charge me? Nothing. Show up. Because, like, and it's it's sad, but it's like you give those people opportunities. And if you get 1 out of 10 to do it, it's like, that makes you feel better than charging somebody, hey, I'm going to charge you 200 bucks for this. So, I, that's where I'm at now. It's like I feel like I've had a huge opportunity, so I'm trying to give that back to everybody else. Everybody's around me, Andrew's 38, 37. So, t- about 10 years older than me. And you know, he says, "You're in a position that I was never at that age." You know, and that's what I said that's why I put in my head. It's like, "I have no time to waste no more. Like, why not just put my head down and keep running?" And even me losing weight, that was a huge thing. I believe I doubted myself a lot before, but it's like now I put my head down and I just run forward and it's like nobody's stopping me. You know, if anybody stops me, it's gonna be myself. What was the key to losing weight? Was it the working out or changing your diet or I think I just want to change. Like I said, I was tired of I was honestly just tired of it. I used to run and run and run. I used to run sometimes where I'd, I'd call my mom, Hey, I'm not gonna make it back. Like, you know. And it's, like, now I've gotten smarter, like I said, working out-wise. A year of working out, doing programs, helping a buddy build programs. You know, having him ask me now, hey, let's partner up and open another gym. Like, you know, I know I'm doing something right. And I believe that's where people – that's what puts me out from everybody else. And I know Andrew's seen that is like, I'm willing to go for it, and I'm willing to try it. And I'll do it over and over and over. And, you know, some people will be like, oh, I didn't see – you know, this didn't happen this soon. It's like, it's going to happen. You know, if you waste time, that if you don't try it and you waste time, it's not going to happen. So I said, I can't tell myself right now, hey, I'm going to mess up or I'm going to fail. Like, you know, I'm sitting here. I've never done this before. That <laughs> makes me nervous. But it's like, hey, you know, I do, do the whole one. podcast. Man. Yeah, I've never done it. I've never spoken on a microphone. I've never, you know, so I'm doing it once, you know, hopefully it's easier next time. And hopefully there's a next time. And I don't see why there isn't, you know, there could, there's that opportunity. Talk about your tattoos. You've got a lot of them. <laughs> I got too many of them. <laughs> um, same thing. I'm not sure why I got tattoos. I have all my arm is family, um, daughters, nephews, sisters. Um, I don't know why I got tattoos. I just, I believe when I lost weight, is like something that meant to me. I've always liked them, but then I was like, okay, it can mean something to me. So I started doing it. Um, I like them. How much weight did you lose? I've lost 40 pounds. Um, yeah, I believe I was 216 at my biggest, and even now, like, like I said, I do these goals and stuff. Right now, I'm doing this thing at the gym that's like, hey, who could lose the most fat and gain the most muscle? And like I said, I'm just doing it just for, for if I could do it. My buddy said it's three month program. He's like, I lose 50% first month, 50% second month, and he's like, I have like a third, you know, at the last one. And it's just like, wow, you know. You put that out there and people are like, no, we won't do it. And it's like, it just happens. They just Everybody falls like flies. And I believe that's the fun part too, is to be like, I did that You know, now. I'll just do it to be like, I did it.
1: The sense of accomplishment.
0: Right. And people noticing it, like I said, I don't think it's an ego thing, but being able to see those things like, hey, people notice who you are. People notice who brothers in farms are now. It's like, hey, that hard work paid off. Everybody's hard work paid off. And like I said, I don't believe we're stopping anytime soon. And, you know, me health-wise, me either. Like, I don't know if it's like trying to keep yourself not satisfied, but knowing, hey, I like this, I enjoy this, so why not? You're satisfied now, but the long run is just going to be worth it.
1: What should people know about how their food is grown?
0: I, you know, like health-wise and gym-wise, I'd say that, you know, having, you know, locally grown food and stuff like that is worth it. Because the labor that goes into it, you know, um, is just different than you know something coming out from a machine. It is better for you, you know. That's a whole another topic how that food's better for you. But just knowing, hey, you know, somebody grew that, or somebody even now, like, how would I put that? Just like the grapes I grow, like I'm able to go tell somebody, hey, that wine's good, because I knew I grow it. And you know, somebody had questions, hey, what about sprays? What about you know? And some people don't know that information. But some people hide that and I wouldn't, you know, hey, I know what I sprayed here, I know what I put there. You know, there's nothing really to it. And, you know, some people won't say anything. It's just, hey, it's a bottle of wine. So having that information for people, I think I think having information and having a background to it, it'll put more people like, Hey, I wanna try that because that information is open to everybody when like I said, some people might listen and go one year and out the other, but
1: You mean like people who are worried about what's being sprayed on food or something.
0: And, you know, they might, they might be worried about it, but they're not sure what's in it. So, you know, just giving them that information because you do have it, it's not going to hurt anything. You know, that could have somebody jump into something like, Hey, that's interesting. You know, it just opens conversations that people don't have. So, you know, you just asking me that it's like, you know, how, how do you explain that to somebody?
1: But what would you tell somebody who's worried that their food isn't safe? investigate ask questions
0: that's what i would do you know if i don't know something like i said i can't sit here and say exactly what's sprayed on everything and how everything's grown but just asking those questions because half the time it isn't there is nothing huge there's nothing hey you know you don't have to be worried about this but i guess that's something like i said just that fear of asking hey what's in my food
1: what about how workers are treated and what would you tell somebody who hasn't been around farming if they're concerned about that
0: ask questions and actually see it like i said i wouldn't be scared to show anybody hey this is what my workers go through every day this is what my workers you know do weekly um informing them hey you know we have information we have you know there's nothing crazy going on here these guys have a job just like you do these guys are putting everything they got for an example like you know we have workers here that i see are motivated That have a leadership thing but they really are, you know, they have a background from, they're Hispanic. They've came from Mexico. They're just said, hey, I need my job. I'll work. I'll do what you need to get done. But because they were never fed, hey, what about if you've grown here? What about if you did this? What if? So having people like that working for us here, like I said, you couldn't ask for something more. And people don't know that. Like how I said, people don't know, hey, how who are your workers? But like I said, I don't think I've ever been somebody to do that. Like, oh, this is my fruit. Or, hey, this is my wine that we made. It's like, no, it's Brothers and Farms for a reason. You know, we have to all come together to do, like, to have our results that we have. It's really a team. And like I said, I've gotten lucky the last couple of years knowing how to build that team. And I'm trying to learn more now, you know, to build that team, make that team stronger. Uh, have a buddy jumping on the first. He's jumping on uh, for the same reason. I see he's open-minded. He's older than I am. That's actually kept me more motivated this year. A buddy that's older than I am, you know, that seriously had no goals, driving a tractor in wheat fields, I'm giving him an opportunity. To, hey, jump on with me. Jump on, you know, Brothers and Farms. And, you know, there's somewhere to go, man. I got a future for you. And, you know, me saying that to him, you know, he calls me like, hey, you know, I'm ready to start now. Or, hey, I'll prove it to you in 30 days instead of 90 days. This dude's jacked and motivated. And it's like, you know, I was able to do that for somebody. You know, it's, and it's like, people don't see those things. Like you said, people don't see, oh, you know, how that, how that company was made. And it's like, we really started from an office, you know, office, we're sitting in two offices that, you know, a desk right next to each other, but, you know, to building a shop, to building, you know, our label has just became huge.
1: Why do you think there's controversy about workers and how they're being treated and immigration and all that stuff? And do do you follow that much?
0: Honestly, I don't. I'm not a TV person. I'm not involved, you know, with, I don't know. I just don't like something that I can't, I don't know if I can't control it, but it's like, I honestly feel like it doesn't affect me. Um, My workers do. So, you know, I'm doing my part here. So yeah, you know, if I'm able to say, Hey, you know, we need workers here. I guess my point of view on all that stuff is just like, it's not necessary. Like we need workers, get rid of everybody else. And then. See how many people are in the struggle when they don't get wine. How many of these guys are going to struggle when they don't have fruit? How many of these guys are, it's like, but like how you said, people aren't informed on that. So, you know, people are, like I said, I keep myself out of the media and news and stuff just for that reason. Like, I feel like that's something that somebody has way too much time on their hand to like, oh, I want to know. I want to pick at this and I want to know what this is. And I want to like, I've always stayed away from like TV. Not always, but it just became a habit again as well. Like, not listening to media, media, not listening to the news, um, just controlling. I don't think it's control, but just knowing, like, the known instead of me questioning, oh, I don't know that, or what if that doesn't affect me? If I know I'm doing well here, and we're doing good well here, it's like, I have no, it doesn't affect me.
1: Within the Hispanic community here in eastern Washington, and I know it's a it's a fairly well-connected community. All right, Do people talk about that issue and, like, labor issues and problems?
0: Um, I honestly haven't heard a lot about that. Um, Like I said, I'm younger to this, you know, to this business-wise and to that. What I have seen, that's something I've seen, you know, recently. You know, hey, you know, we're getting paid minimum wage. But, like I said, me knowing management-wise now, like I see, you know, people get raises every time. But they never know, okay, what's that getting out of the business? Like I said, we're a young business. It's like, hey, you know, that adds up and that's a big chunk out of a business that just started. You know, and that's where I think we're, we are stay motivated, trying to push them. Hey, we have a future. You know, we're nobody's struggling. I don't believe anybody's struggling. And I don't believe I'm struggling. Maybe at my position, I could be, you know, making more money. I could, but I'm not struggling at all. And like I said, I'm not complaining about where I'm at. But because, like I said, I see that future. Like, I don't believe I'm going to stop anytime soon. Like I said, I'm only 28. I see, like, you know, me at Andrew's age is like, I'll be set. And that's not going to stop me then. And I don't believe I'll ever stop. And that's just my my heritage and, like, how I was raised. You know, my dad now is still working. You know, the man shouldn't be working, I don't think. But he's still out there working. So, like I said, even if I'm fat and happy, honestly, I hope I never get there. But... <laughs> You know, me staying motivated will keep me from that spot. I'll be happy, but I'm going to be motivated.
1: What did your dad think with you, like, not wanting to be farming and then ending up in farming? What did he say? Uh,
0: When I first told him I was going into farming, I think he kind of, like, laughed about it. Like, really? Like, he didn't think it happened. And I think in his head is, like, you know, I gave up on the thing. Like, hey, I'm not going to be a farmer. So in his head is, like, oh, you know, you really don't want to work. Like I said, I don't see it as a bad thing. You know, some people be like, "Oh, you know, he didn't believe in you," but he's worked his whole life, so I'm pretty sure that's the first thing that went into his head. It's like, damn, kid doesn't want to work, <laughs> and I'm sure that's exactly how he said. You know, I'm pretty exactly how he's seen it. And now that he sees what I'm doing and that I enjoy it, like I kind of see why he works. I'm pretty sure he enjoys it for doing it for 40 years. You know, he has to enjoy what he's doing, and if he's still doing it now and he doesn't have to. The dude has to enjoy it. And like I said, me learning, you know, technology and the new stuff that's upcoming, and me being able to share that with him, it's just, like I said, that just raises my standards as well. Like, you know, I'm able to help these guys, and it's not easy to help them. And I think that's the challenges part. Like, I love challenges. Like I said, just me staying motivated gym-wise with my daughters, work, you know, everything's challenging for me. Nothing. I'm never comfortable. And, you know, I read a lot now. Um, you know, I listen to a lot of motivational people, Jocko and all those dudes. And, you know, those guys are just about just do it. And, you know, people talk about reasonings and this. And I'm like, I have an excuse for everything if I wanted to. I don't have to be at gym at three in the morning. I, there's no reason I have to be there. My ass could be asleep. My girls don't go to school till six. And, you know, I don't have to be at work at a certain time. But like I said, it's just keeping that momentum and challenging myself is like what's keeping us going
1: Sounds like all this back to your dad. This has changed your understanding of your dad. Right. Like you get him now.
0: Yeah, I get it. Like I get why he worked. I get why, you know, he was looking, he had a goal somewhat. You know, that would be a good question for me to ask him one day. Hey, what was your goal? And I wonder if he had one or he just worked his ass off. And now he's like, you know, he's content, but he's like, he's never going to stop. And maybe that's the difference between somebody. Maybe he doesn't have, you know, a high goal yet. Or maybe he does, but it's just, you know, he's going to keep going until he falls down. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What about, you said he was skeptical of you going into farming at first. Right. What does he say now?
0: Now he congratulates me. You're doing well. You know, you're doing really good. You know, when he was first able to ask me for my opinion, like I said, that just, you know, jumped me up. Like, hey, I know what I'm doing. You know, a guy that's worked his ass off Asks me for my opinion. It's like, means I'm doing something right. You know, so that just keeps me going too. Like, Would that have been hard for him? I believe so. <laughs> that probably had to take everything he got, you know? Everything he had to ask me, hey, what's your opinion on this? And I'm damn sure he'd probably kill me if he's like, you're gonna tell You're going to tell people I asked you for help <laughs> or I asked you for your opinion? <laughs> but like I said, it just shows. I had to show him in some way or another, you know, hey, he's learning. Hey, he knows what he's talking about. So like I said, if I'm able to get into somebody's head like that, my workers, the employees we have, it just, that's what keeps me motivated. Like I said, these guys see it, and I know they see it now.
1: What's your future with farming?
0: I want to keep going. Um, you know, maybe one day, you know, our goals are now we're growing so fast to have, you know, Brothers Farms too. You know, maybe one day that'll be me, and, you know, or maybe I'll take over Brothers Farms, and then Andrew's Brother Farms 3, and then we have, you know, this just keeps growing. I love the business part. I love being outside. I don't like sitting on a desk, but I love this business part. But the same thing. It's just challenging. It's challenging. And I said, why not do it? I haven't. I failed, but every time I failed now, I've learned from it. And I said, that's a difference for me as well. All these failures, I'm taking them and I'm learning from it. So it's like, why not do it now? If I was able to jump from no experience to a management position, like why can I not be in a CEO position? And it's like, why not? Opportunities there And I believe that's something I was scared of before Hey, Asking for the opportunity Or saying I couldn't move on from this It's just all there What should somebody in
1: Seattle know About the people that are growing their food?
0: What should they know? There's hard work into it It's not just a piece of fruit That you know is put into a box It took a lot to get into that box It probably took a lot to get to Seattle um, I've worked in warehouses before It's no fun. You know, putting apple by apple in a box or into a bag, it's not that easy. You know, people should really, I don't know how I'd put it. I don't think I've ever gone to that far of like, I don't think I've ever thought about that. But people should really like, if somebody has questions about it, not to be afraid to ask. And I think that's something we're trying to do, you know, building a website and stuff like, hey, you know, this is where this wine's coming from. Or, hey, this is where this field came from. Like I said, I love now just here in Clipson. I was down in Benton City. That's the view from here. I was down in Benton City, and I got to see the 60 acres we put in. And like I said, I got to say, we did that. You know, And some people don't get to see that. You know, I'm sure You know, there's $200 bottle of wines coming out of here. Those people open it. But if they got to open it and see the view from the I get to see, I bet it would be even better. And like I said, I've been lucky to do it all. I was able to pl- grow it, plant it. And try it at the same time. Like people seeing that story is what makes it even better.
1: That's awesome. Thank you for opening up and sharing your <laughs> personal story. Yeah, I think that is what you guys have going here is really, really cool stuff.
0: I appreciate it. And like I said, I really hope we keep growing. And like I said, it's my first podcast, but I really hope from this, just you know, people really seeing they're like, hey, you know, we want to know what brothers and farms is, or hey, we want to know what grape growing is. Like I said, it's just asking those questions and having people like you to get us out there. It's like, what's even, you know, we can't, you know, you're doing your part. We're doing our part. And it's like, you know, people saying open-minded is just going to, we're all going to grow like that.
1: This is the Real Food,
0: Real People podcast. These are the stories of the people who grow your food.
1: Honestly, I couldn't believe it when he said that he's working on opening a gym. I didn't know uh, before this conversation that he was a single dad and doing that while he's putting in so many hours on the farm and he's so passionate about growing incredible wine grapes and kind of changing that world. Yet his story of discipline and motivation on top of all that and all the other things he's trying to do, pretty incredible stuff. So it was really Cool, and actually kind of inspiring to get to know Javier Valencia there. Thank you for joining us for this conversation, and we appreciate you subscribing to Real Food, Real People on whatever your favorite podcast platform is, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or... And there's some others out there like Deezer or Spreaker, or I, I can't even list all of the ones that we're on. You can find us there. Also at realfoodrealpeople.org. Our website just got a facelift, so go check it out. There's additional content there, plus i got to get to work on adding even more. So expect that in the near future. Again, at realfoodrealpeople.org. Again, I'm Dylan Honkoop. This is the Real Food, Real People podcast documenting my personal journey going around Washington State, getting to know the real people behind the food that we have here. Thank you for being a part of this with us.
0: The Real Food, Real People podcast
1: is sponsored in part by Safe Family Farming, giving a voice to Washington's farm families. Find them online at safefamilyfarming.org.